Welcome to the Rise Daily Podcast. Here we choose healing. Here we choose growth. Here we will learn to empower one another to rise above our daily challenges. We are your hosts, Anita and Alicia. Let's get started. We are so excited to be back here with you guys. Yes. We just are so grateful for all the loving support that we've gotten, mm. all the wonderful feedback we've gotten. And so, of course, that creates this excitement for us to <laughs> do the next episode. So thank you so much for that. Yes, thank you. The messages have been amazing. You guys are the best. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you so yes. much. Today, we are talking about reflection. And I know we just recently did self-awareness at that. There's so much inside of that, that we need to look at. And so today we're going to talk about thoughts. Mm -hmm. We begin storytelling from such a young age. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our imaginations as children. Yes. If you ever watch children play, they are already in pretend roles and it's so cute to watch them. Their imagination is just amazing. They can be lost for hours Mm -hmm. in their imagination. Yes. They just narrate through that play with, you know, elaborate stories of what they want to create. All the characters. Yeah. And then (laughs) the, um, I mean, adults do this in like that same thing. The only big difference is that we're doing this in our minds, in our head and our stories get, crazy <laughs> well mind you no I should other, speak for myself there's no other My way to stories. put it but seriously I mean like but that they do they just take off and pretty soon I'm like oh my word what am I doing yeah I and yeah. it's just like the power of our our you know watching kids imagination it it becomes different as adults mm-hmm. but that power still intact mm-hmm. and maybe even grows right because yeah. then we get to the point where we we can really be catastrophizing things yes well and as children we sometimes take those thoughts and beliefs and as adults we bring those in as limiting beliefs for ourselves too like the thoughts that we start to think about ourselves as we're creating negativity I actually want to go back to a story (laughs) that happened to me when I was young. Two stories, actually. Um, The first one is an experience that I had as I was barely turning five years old. My birthday's towards the end of August, so school started either that following day or within a couple of days. So Mm -hmm. I was barely freshly five years old, and I didn't speak English at all. Mm-hmm. You know? We're Hispanic, so our first language is mm-hmm. Spanish. Hablamos español. Hablamos español. <laughs> Somos mexicanas. So, uh-huh. so I went to school. I didn't know what the teacher was saying to me. I couldn't understand the kids. And I remember that first day of school, I I couldn't even ask where the bathroom was because I didn't know how. And so mm-hmm. I ended up peeing my pants. Oh. And for me, that was such a devastating thing it was so embarrassing I was confused like there was just a lot of emotions going on there and I remember thinking I don't want to be here I just want to go home with my mom oh yeah and um a few days later I don't know it was within that week I think that I did I walked home from kindergarten from my school in Afton Wyoming um, heading towards Grover. If any of you are familiar with that area, it's about seven-ish miles, seven uh-huh. or eight miles from Afton to Grover. And I 
just wanted to get home. So I started walking and there was a lady that picked me up. Um, I was far, like I was on the highway. Probably halfway between. I was probably halfway or more maybe. But there was a lady that stopped um, and picked me up and she took me home. I have no idea how she knew where I lived. Because you couldn't communicate. Yeah, I couldn't communicate. I don't even remember really looking at her because at that age, I remember being so shy. Like I Oh, you not, were always so shy. No, I wouldn't even have. I don't remember really looking at her or telling her anything. She must have known who you were. I have no idea. Um, and mom doesn't know either. Anyway, so this lady took me home. When I got home... Um, told mom what happened because I don't think the lady even talked to her. I don't know. We'll have to ask her. Maybe it was an angel. <laughs> well, that's another part of it that I really do think that she was like this angel that came to save me for yeah. real. But mom was always very gentle, loving. She never spanked us or anything. But that day I got spanked. Yeah. And and I knew why. Like mom was just so concerned about what could have happened and all of those type of things. But um I remember in that instant just thinking, I am going to be a good girl from now on. You know, I didn't want to ever make her that mad or sad because she was sad. You know, yeah. she was crying and like, oh my gosh, this could have happened, you know. Um, and so from that moment, I remember thinking, I'm going to do everything perfect mm. from such a young age. And I I mean, you probably remember yes. how I would fold up my clothes for the next day, I would put them on the edge of my bed so that everything was ready first thing in the morning. Oh my gosh, you guys. That would drive me so crazy <laughs> that she would pile everything uh-huh. up so just to prepare herself for the next day. So yeah. I'd run by and just whack it she off her bed. It off my bed, yeah. I, can you believe it, sisters? <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Okay, so then a few months later, um, I want to say that Columbus Day is in October-ish, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... We were doing a project. And I still didn't know English very well at this point. And what I remember is we got the construction paper, like a big one, and then there was a ship on it. And then we were um, like gluing on the sails. And then we had some cotton balls and they were the clouds that we were supposed to use for clouds. And I don't know if there was like a limit to how many we were supposed to use or if I was supposed to spread them out. I'm not sure. But I remember my teacher coming over and ripping them off of my paper. And she was just so harsh with whatever it was that she was saying to me. I have no idea. (laughs) But in that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm such an idiot. I'm so stupid. I don't even know how to put these clouds on. And I don't understand. Yeah. Well, yeah, in Spanish, no entiendo. Ay, que tonta. Uh You know, just like those were the thoughts that were going through. and, And that has stuck with me for ever for so long where I have created so much of my life around I don't understand Mm. I I do everything wrong or I'm yeah like sitting with you right here right now being your sister like I I've heard this story before right Mm -hmm. but then when you said I'm gonna do everything perfect Mm -hmm. with your first story I was like oh my gosh no wonder I know (laughs) and even though I know you and it plays out in our life it does and then and then the I don't understand um but I want to point out a couple things Mm -hmm. in your stories that's so good because how long has that stuck with you um first of all our mom was so far from being like the type of person that would 
Mm-hmm. Spank. Yeah. She it was, was it, so. It took me off guard. Yeah. Is that the right? Phrase? Yeah. It, it caught me off <laughs> caught guard. Caught me off guard. But, Thank you. But our mom is seriously oh. like an angel. Like we could, she would be so upset if we said this publicly, but she really is like, I cannot remember the times my mom ever raised her voice at us. Mm-hmm. She was such an incredible role model and mother that it's surprising to hear you say that she spanked you because she never laid a hand on any of us. She was the most gentle Mm -hmm. nurturer that I can imagine. I mean, like we're, I don't know how we got to, well, me, how I got to be so aggressive coming from a mother like that. But I think that's why I shifted so quickly because I had never experienced that from her before. Yes. I was was like, I never want to go through that again. Yeah. Yes. And see, and, and it's not that our mom created that. It was just your internal dialogue that said, mm-hmm. okay, this is what it means to mm-hmm. me. And it will always mean that to me. In your other story, how crazy that the reaction of a teacher would be so profound. Gentleness is such an important quality to have, especially as a teacher. Um, okay. But I love that you shared those things because they go back so far. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take your lead and I'm going to Um, Can I mention one more thing? Yes, for sure. Um, So my grandson turns five this week, and that's the same age that I was. So for me, I'm like, oh, he's already starting to create things for himself, maybe. Yeah. You know, Um, and maybe there's already been things because it can start at an earlier age. But for me, those are my first vivid memories of, wow, I need to either do something different or this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Well, you know, they say yeah. that our, our first five years or early on are mm-hmm. such critical years mm-hmm. in our learning and our behaviors. So just to be so aware of that is massive mm-hmm. because it starts so young. Thank you for sharing those stories. And uh, mine looks a little different. But I'm going to share it with you because I feel like I'm sure that some people will resonate with yours and then some people will resonate with mine. I'm surprised that you can remember so far back as five, but it was Mm -hmm. because you had your moment Mm -hmm. then. My moment, I think, was when I was more like, I would have to say eight or nine. And um, I would experience, when I would go to sleep, I would experience this really weird state where I would fall asleep but I was conscious to the fact that I was asleep, yet I was paralyzed to move. Like I couldn't voluntarily wake up. I remember just trying with all my might to just move any limb on my body to just like, even if I could twitch my finger, I could like bring myself out of that paralyzed state. And I even remember asking mom, just sit on the side of my bed. I don't want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Just sit on the side of my bed because I need you to touch me. And if you touch me, then I can come out of what felt like a prison to me. You know, I would probably now as, as an adult, I would think that it's some sort of night terror. Right. Yeah. But um, within that space of being stuck between asleep and awake, I felt attacked. Like I just felt so much darkness swirling around me and like it was trying to consume me. Literal, like such mm-hmm. such a, a nightmare for me. I, c- I could feel that energy. And when I talk about it, I feel it right now, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's always, it started at that 
at that age, but it's always been something that I would um, experience throughout my life. So from that young age, I thought to myself, why is this happening to me? I must be dark. I must be evil. Mm -hmm. I must be bad because it's trying to get me over and over again. And you guys, I spent the rest of my life validating that belief. Like, oh, this is happening to me because I'm bad. Mm -hmm. Or I have, I like this or feel this way because I'm dark. So by the time that I reached my addiction, I felt like that's where I belonged Mm -hmm. because that's what I deserved and that's who I was. And so those, those things that impact us so heavily can be so powerful in our lives. And so what we need to do is we need to think about what happened to me. Yeah. Like not necessarily to blame someone or to mm-hmm. say, you know, oh, that person is to blame for why I am the way I am. As an adult, we're just learning to understand why our behavior is the way it is or why mm-hmm. our our thoughts are the way they are or why our process of responding to life is the way it is. So we're just learning to, I mean, what what happened to me? What was my moment? Mm-hmm. What was my impact? Have you ever, um, like now that you know all of this, have you ever gone back and just thought, what was it that I needed to hear? For me, I think that um, when we go back, because we didn't get validated, right? We didn't get what it was that we needed or get to really express how we were feeling or how that kind of left us. Mm-hmm. And for me, I would have loved somebody to say, hey, you are learning a new language. Like you get to speak two languages. You're smart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I never, yeah. I just always felt so dumb. And, you know, in the books that we were reading, I was always the slowest reader and the, you know, all those things. And so I never had anybody say, yeah, this is different for you, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be so great. Mm -hmm. And as adults, it's such a huge blessing to speak two languages. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's a difficult thing, but it was difficult in the beginning. Yes. And now it's a blessing, right? For me, I think that I would have needed to hear we're designed to overcome anything. Mm, You have more power than that darkness. Mm, You can overcome that Mm -hmm. because what ended up happening is that I allowed it to consume me. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. That's, that's a difficult place to be. Yeah. And that, and I'm sure there's people out there that can totally relate to it too. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it is so, and and it, it's a little bit hard to share just because it is like darkness. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to admit that, but that's life. There's, <laughs> right? There's a lot of darkness in this life, right? And I even I don't remember who I was talking to the other day, but I'm like, everywhere we turn, there's such huge struggles going on mm-hmm. right now. It's so hard. Yeah, but we we can overcome it. We shared this recently at the rehab Mm -hmm. center that we go to, 
And like for me, the reason where I've been allows me to have a deeper understanding and a deeper gratitude for what my life is, but also it makes me able to relate to people that have Mm -hmm. been in, you know, I would, I mean, like what's coming to my mind is the pits of hell. Sorry that it's so dramatic, but, or rock bottom, Mm -hmm. you know, like I can relate to those people. Mm -hmm. And so just like there's an opposite in all things in life, you know, there's pain, there's joy, there's um, light and dark. As far as you have gone into that darkness, you yeah. also have that same capacity to go into the light. Mm-hmm. And so expand into your potential because yes. of where you've been. Never give up hope that it's that it's too late or that it's gone too far or it's gone on too long. Mm-hmm. You have that equal capacity yes. to go the other to direction. Go the other direction. I love that so much. And that brings in so much light and hope for sure. Yeah. Let's let's go into a little bit of what's happening in our mind mm-hmm. though because yeah, well the thoughts that come up they are I've heard it described that it's like velcro. Like mm-hmm. sometimes those thoughts they just stick. Mm-hmm. And it's it can be difficult for us to let those thoughts go. For example, if I were to say don't think of a pink elephant, <laughs> right? And don't notice its long pink trunk or its big pink ears right away. We're like, oh, we're seeing it right away, mm-hmm. right? That's stuck right there. And so if we were to take it and instead of trying to clear it out of our mind, just notice it. Mm-hmm. Notice the thoughts as they're coming in and just see why, like how how or why they're there. And I feel like if we do that, we're more easily able to let them go. I think that's amazing because um, a lot of us, we try to avoid those thoughts or we Mm -hmm. try to push them away. And just like Alicia said, don't think of it. Then the more that we Mm -hmm. say, don't think that way, it comes up Mm -hmm. and it just, that's, that's instinctively what happens. And so it's important to say, okay, I noticed that kind of like clouds, Mm -hmm. you know, like clouds float through the sky, a thought floats into your mind, you notice it, and then you allow it to flow out. Mm -hmm. You don't grab onto it, bring it down into your being, allow it to create a feeling, and then allow it to create an emotion that creates a chemical that courses through your body and then becomes our our reality, mm-hmm. our life. Yeah. And remember that our body doesn't know the difference between a thought and reality. And so do you see how important it is to learn how to regulate our thoughts yeah. or or even manage our mind, understand what's happening? You have a choice. You can have the thought come in notice it and have it leave or you can have the thought come in hold on to it and let it change the trajectory of your day mm-hmm. of your life yeah, perhaps it even. can be super powerful there's a book called as a man thinketh by james allen but it has been rephrased because this was um like from so long ago that some of the words were difficult to understand and so 
Charles Conrad has rephrased it, and it's so good. But I I wanted to just bring up bring up a couple of points um, where he talks about how our mind is like a garden, and it can be cultivated whichever direction that we choose. Right. So if we plant these seeds of intelligent thoughts then and we nurture those then we're going to grow into healthy harvest like mm-hmm. healthy mind which like you mentioned goes into your actions and you know everything else um and if we just leave our garden if it's just left to chance those weed seeds will blow in and they'll take root they'll flourish and produce nothing of use the weeds will overcome your harvest yes so um if we are not careful if we don't take care of that then yeah the weeds will take over and even if there are good seeds in there they'll get crowded out by the weeds Mm -hmm. and i think that's super powerful because we can have those good intentions and good thoughts but if we're not really focused on them cultivating them they can get weeded out. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that. Yeah. I, like, I've experienced that too. And let's go on with that analogy because I love that because mm-hmm. that that's something that we can always, you know, use as a symbolism in our life because mm-hmm. we can't let the weeds take over. Yeah. We can have big boulders in our garden that are our blocks, our mental blocks that don't allow those those intelligent seeds to grow and mm-hmm. become their potential. Yes. There were if we have all these rocks and weeds and everything else that we're allowing to pollute our intelligence, then we we don't get that mm-hmm. that beautiful harvest. Even if we desire it, we have to understand what's happening in our brain. Really, we have to understand what's happening in our brain. Just like we mentioned before, um, we are not our thoughts. Mm-hmm. A thought is just a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where did it come from? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can get curious with, why am I thinking this? Or is this story somebody else's story that I'm bringing into my life? Is this story true of me now? So we can definitely question those thoughts and then allow them to come and go. And remember, we are inside of this program, right? Mm-hmm. If we have not stepped outside and and put other practices into place and decided to um, that we are going to be the driver of our mind, of our bodies, uh, because right now our bodies are running the show, right? If we haven't put those things in place, in other words, um, to give you an idea, of what I'm saying is that we have programmed our brain to be a certain way and do certain things. We have programmed our body to be a certain way and do certain things. And all of the trauma and the things that we have experienced in our lives are stored in our body somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so thus having us respond to everything in our lives a certain way. We have to choose to step out of that programming and put things into place that empower us to be the ones in charge because otherwise our body's like look at this time of the day this is what i'm used to we're going to do that right now because that is my comfort zone that is what i'm used to and 
of course, we are in a world right now where we're overstimulated yeah. with so many things that are distractions from us coming home to ourselves and us being in control of how our body is, how our mind is. Mm -hmm. That is why meditation mm -hmm. can be so hard. That's why if we're sitting still, our body's like, oh no, this yeah. isn't what we do. What what yeah. what are you doing? This is not my my usual everyday plan mm -hmm. routine. That is what we do. That's what we do. That's who we are. Yeah. We have to like become aware of that and say, no, things are gonna change. Yeah. We're gonna sit here and we're gonna be still and our consciousness is going to run this show. Mm -hmm. I was on a a uh, yoga um, online class the other day, uh, maybe it was last week. And, um, you know, at the end, there's always Savasana. And I've heard that that is the one of the most difficult forms to do because of exactly what you just explained. People have a hard time slowing down, being still and just being there in the moment. And I want to say there were probably seven of us on that call and you know he went through the instructor went through everything brought us back up to seated you know hands to heart prayer and all of that and then when I opened my eyes I was the only one left on the zoom and he was like everybody else logged off early during shavasana and right then I was like wow Everybody like they congratulations, even yoga students. <laughs> yes, even yoga students, and they know. And wow. I mean, I'm not judging what they, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they had appointments they had to get to, or we'd have no idea. But just the thought of taking that time that's like to me, that's the reward of going through all of that whole session is that mm -hmm. I get to take that time for me at the end, and I love it. But I can see how it would be difficult for people to stay and follow through with that practice for those that are not familiar with yoga explain what that form so is it is you're laying completely flat on the on your back and it's where you come to stillness you really try not to move your body your fingers toes nothing I mean you're just in um kind of like a death pose where you surrender everything in that moment and then when you rise back up you're starting fresh it's a new life, a new moment in your life. Wow. So, Powerful. Yeah. And also, you guys, I just wanted her to explain it because it's not a difficult pose to hold. No. You're, you're literally on your back, down. Uh -huh. laying down. Yeah. So how crazy is that, that our bodies are so in control that they're like, okay, that's enough of that. Let's go. Let's go do our thing. I, I personally have experienced that throughout my recovery where... As soon as I, um, you know, uh, wanted to, well, as, as soon as my recovery started, I was like, okay, I've got, I've got it. My my whole life has to change. I have to now replace that addiction with other addictions. And like, I would do like super intense things. Like, um, let's just, I'll give you an example, CrossFit. CrossFit mm -hmm. was like my go-to and it was like hardcore and it was just like I was super committed to it. It was my life to the point where when I got injured doing CrossFit, 
it was devastating. Mm-hmm. Like it took me out. Do you remember? I do, yeah. Like that it was, was really so defeating mm-hmm. to not be able to do that anymore to the point where it paralyzed me again. Mm-hmm. I had to learn. Mm-hmm. I needed to create a deeper connection with myself mm-hmm. so that I could be at peace whether I was doing a certain workout or whether I was not doing a certain workout, um, but that I could have that inner peace be present regardless of what's going on Mm -hmm. on the outside. Yes, absolutely. I think that for me, meditation has been such a great thing for me. I definitely, it's a priority to me. I know that um, for some busy moms or dads that are like, when can I do meditation? I can't find time for this. Um, but even possibly doing it in the shower where you don't need to really be thinking about how to wash your hair. And, you know, we're so automatic with what we do in there that we could soften our mind and just allow that moment, that little bit of time for us, maybe feeling the temperature of the water, maybe feeling the, or smelling actually. I like to take my essential oils in to the shower with me and um, being able to smell that. It's just, it's just like a moment for us to reconnect with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. I actually, when you said in the shower, um, I love to just drop eucalyptus around the edges of mm-hmm. the shower and then yeah. the hot shower just brings up this gorgeous aroma and you just feel like, it's like you could take spa. Yes, a spa <laughs> experience yes. in the shower. And there's been times at night, like if I haven't had time during the day to do my meditation, which like I said, that's a priority for me now, but back before I got into that routine of it every morning, um, by the end of the day, if I hadn't done that, I would get a washcloth with some lavender in it because it's more calming. And I would just get really hot water, wring it out, and then just place that washcloth over my face and allow that to breathe in and just the warmth of the washcloth, the smell, like that would put me into a little moment for me. That sounds gorgeous, that moment. Mm -hmm. Oh my word. I'll have to try that. For me, if I haven't had time to get into that meditative state during the day, I always do it when I lay down in bed Mm -hmm. and, um, I actually have this special pillow. <laughs> I don't know if I've told you about it, but it I ordered so. it. It's for like my neck and it's just like a perfectly shaped so mm-hmm. that when I lay on my back, my neck is super supported and I can be just like in this flat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, state kind mm-hmm. of. And I put my hand over my heart and then my hand over my stomach oh, yeah. because there was times before where um, I would get into bed and I would think to myself, oh, my gosh, my my heartbeat is distracting me from being able to fall asleep. So let me turn over to the other side so that it, you know, I can just like have silence and go to sleep. And so like that felt and really disconnected. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I just felt like I was in such a disconnected state that way though. And now as I, um, I do have a strong heart. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I have put it through a lot and it's still mm-hmm. so strong for me. And, um, I now will be able to put my hand over my heart and one over my stomach and just like sink into that heartbeat Mm -hmm. and just sink into the gratitude for my body and connect in that moment and use that moment as a state of 
of meditation, you I know, and, and there's, we all go to bed at some point, right? Yes. And, so- <laughs> and I was just thinking, so there is an app that I love. It's called Insight Timer Yay. and my friend Brooke introduced me to it and it's been amazing. Um, even if we did like 30 seconds before we go to sleep, there are literally, um, meditations that are 30 seconds long on there. Yeah. And if we took that time to reconnect with ourselves for just that little moment, oh, that would be amazing for those that feel like, you know, it takes too much time out of the mm-hmm. day to try. But starting with that little step. And Alicia introduced and, uh, Insight Timer to me. And you guys, just so you have access to it, it's I-N-S-I-G-H-T, Insight timer it's a free app get it on your phone right now because mm-hmm. there's a universe yeah. of of things there to support you on this new journey to having that inner peace yes. and so there's the meditations there's at least all talked types about. of breath work on there that's amazing there's music pure music if you just want to meditate to music mm-hmm. um such a variety. Yes. Like endless. <laughs> and, it, and it has you check yeah. in, like, how are you feeling? And mm. just being honest brings up the um, the different tools that you need in that moment to, to bring you yeah. back to where you need to be, mm-hmm. uh, to be in a good state. But now that you mentioned breath work, I yeah. know we're, we haven't even talked about that, but meditation is a very deep practice. And I feel like breath work is a a great starting point Mm -hmm. um, because breath work we can do just by following the guide of like, okay, take these breaths like this and like incredible Mm -hmm. things can happen inside. how long to inhale or how long to exhale. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we're, you're being active. Yeah. So it, it is maybe a little bit easier for some people if if it's difficult to just be still, uh-huh. that breath work might be a better option. Yes. Or just another option. Yeah, another option. Yes. Right. That's and amazing. and we will down the road also really give you some some good stuff about breath work. But today yes. it's just we're just gonna mention it as yeah. a tool. Breathwork also is going to help you process some of those emotions that you have in your body. So all of these things are crucial for you to begin or to to get on that healing journey Mm -hmm. and just of awareness and what's going on. It's important, you guys, because to to really create that that understanding of our uh, well, let's say, are we addicted? to not being okay? Mm-hmm. Are we addicted to being the victim? Are we addicted to feeling upset? Those are all really important questions mm-hmm. for us to ask because that way it's predictable. Oh, I'm used to feeling this way. Yeah. Oh, I'm used to feeling this way. What we're proposing to you is all going to be unfamiliar territory. Mm -hmm. It's all going to be uncomfortable. It's all going to be awkward because maybe you haven't done it before. And that's... And our ego is like, you don't need to do that. Yes, yes. (laughs) You don't need to... Yeah, you, know, you don't need that. Start something new. You don't have time for this. Yeah, There's, you don't. Yes. And so just recognize that and do Love it anyway. That. <laughs> and do it anyway. Go into yeah. that unfamiliar territory to get the results that you want mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. And remember that you are now aware that 
you're running a program and that's not, if, again, if you don't feel happy with what, if you keep your life the same, if you don't like what it could look like in six months or in a year from now, then these are the changes that, Mm -hmm. these are some of the changes that will help you have a different direction, a different outcome. I just wanted to do another reminder from this book, As a Man Thinketh. It says, as we think, so we are. As we are, so we act. As we act, so we attain. So what is it that we want to attain? What Mm -hmm. is it that we want to bring into our lives? I I love that. that. Mm -hmm. And then that reminds me of another quote. If you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. right. We are just so happy that we get to be in these conversations with you. Mm -hmm. They just feel important. Yeah. And if, I mean, take what feels right for you and, and go forward with what you need in your life. What we say, we're just, you know, talking about our own experiences. Yeah. We're shooting from the hip over here. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, if it lands well with you, great. If not, that's okay too. Yeah. That's okay. And if you find value in the conversations that we're having, please share them with others that you think will benefit. With all the beautiful support that you guys have been giving us, if you will go on and do a review for us, Mm -hmm. that will help us so much uh, in the future of this podcast. Yes, people will be able to find it easier with the reviews. Yes. So that does make a difference. We appreciate you listening. Thank you for being here with us today. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much. Until next time. Take care, guys. See ya.